Hello, and welcome to the Capital Stewards Podcast. One thing I always like to encourage folks with at the start of these conversations is that tax time is now. It's not in March of next year. It's actually at the end of 2023 because there's a lot of things that you can do before the end of this year that once sort of the year expires, you're not going to be able to do as you move into next year. And there are some things in retirement account contributions and things like that that hold over. But a lot of the stuff that we want to do from a financial planning perspective, you know, sort of expires at the end of the year. So it's time to start thinking about those things now. It's also time to start thinking about um, how you're going to prepare your tax return for next year. If you are going to seek professional help for that, if you're going to look for a CPA, for a tax prep firm, for something like that, now is the time to have those conversations. We're having those conversations with clients now. Once we get into tax season next year, what you'll generally find is that everyone is booked up. They're committed and they're booked up until taxes are due in April. So it's really hard to find somebody to do your taxes in March of the year that taxes are due. So start now. Start looking for professionals and building your team now so that you can have a really good plan going into tax year for next year. This is the year-end planning edition for 2023. We're going to talk about tips for year-end tax planning as we get to the end of the year. We're also going to talk about just other good financial planning, things that you should be thinking about uh, as we move through November and head into December and get close to the turn of the calendar year into 2024. And, And with that, we'll dive right in. Hello, and welcome to the Capital Stewards Podcast. Are you a professional who wants straightforward, trustworthy financial strategies that you can act on? Are you entering your highest income earning years and discovering that your personal finances are becoming too complex? We get it. You're highly confident, but you don't have time to go deep on your personal finances the way you do with your day job. Hi, I'm Brian, and helping professionals make smart financial decisions is my passion. I run a financial advisory practice called the Capital Stewards and work with professionals like you who are trying to cut through the noise every day. It's time to stop Googling every question you have about money and dive into some real professional guidance. So let's get moving. All right, welcome back. So as we mentioned in the upfront, we're going to be talking about all things year-end planning for 2023. I'm going to kind of take this in a, in a structured approach. We'll talk first about some kind of immediate implications of the market volatility this year and tax loss selling. Then we'll talk a little bit about retirement accounts and some strategies you should be thinking about there. And then we'll close with some things around managing taxable income, stock options, company stock, charitable giving, trusts, some kind of a grab bag of things there uh, at the end. The first thing that everyone should think about is tax loss selling in bond portfolios. Lots of investors actively sell stocks that have fallen in price to realize capital losses on their taxes. Tax loss selling, this happens in your stock portfolio if you have Um, professional help, they're probably doing this for you. If not, that's something that you should think about. You should be looking for tax loss selling uh, and tax opportunities every single year. However, bonds are not typically volatile and investors forget about them when they consider tax loss selling. So year to date, the Barclays US long-term government credit index has fallen just over 4%. Your total bond portfolio might only be down modestly or kind of flat for the year, but you might have some longer term bonds that still have losses year to date. And so those losses can be realized on your taxes. And so it's important that when you think about year in tax loss selling, you don't just think about stocks, but you also think about your bond portfolio as well. And remember, anytime we talk about tax loss selling, it's not a reason to exit your holdings. You should consider reinvesting into similar bonds or if you're selling stocks into similar stocks immediately after selling, you realize the losses. So don't sell and sit in cash. 
but you need to be thoughtful about what you, what you reinvest in and what you do with the proceeds. But you definitely want to capitalize on those losses to reduce your taxes. Don't simply sit on them and carry them into, into the next year. The next category of things is really retirement accounts. So let's talk first about retirement account contributions. Oftentimes, investors with 401k plans at work, they forget that they can save using an IRA and vice versa. You can have both. Each person can defer income contributions um, in a 401k or a 403b plan. A 403b is just the sort of nonprofit version of a 401k plan, very similar in, in the way they're set up. You can defer income up to $22,500, $30,000 if you're over 50. In an IRA, you can defer income um, up to $6,500, $7,000 if you're over 50. So some good opportunities to make contributions and defer income. And you actually can make those contributions for this year into next year. So this is one of the things that doesn't actually expire at the end of the year. But typically, you've got Christmas bonuses coming in. Maybe you've got some extra cash flow towards the end of the year. It's a good opportunity to maybe increase those contributions if you're not up to the, up to the deferral maximums already. If you own a business, there's actually a bigger income deferral opportunity here as well because you actually are making contributions both as the employee and as the employer. Um, and so there's some really big opportunities for deferring income for business owners, for uh, 1099 employees, self-employed folks as you get uh, through the end of the year. So make sure you talk to somebody about that and make sure that you're maximizing the opportunities to make um, retirement account contributions as we get towards uh, the end of the year. Roth conversions and backdoor Roths. That's the next topic here. This comes up every year, right? Everybody wants to know, you know, should they or should they not do a magical Roth conversion? Should they have a mega backdoor Roth IRA? Something, something like that. So a Roth conversion or you may also hear this called sometimes a backdoor Roth, is simply just taking dollars that are in a 401k, they're in another kind of uh, retirement account, and moving them to a Roth IRA and paying the taxes on the amount of money that you're moving now and uh, not paying those taxes when the money is withdrawn from, you know, from an IRA or from a 401k down the road in retirement. So you're sort of paying taxes now in exchange for future tax-free growth. So it's particularly attractive to do Roth conversions when you think, hey, tax rates are going to go up over time. I'm going to get rid of the tax bill now. I'm not going to have any tax burden going forward. Or if we've got assets that are going to appreciate a lot, then Roth conversions can be particularly handy because as those assets grow in value, the tax liability also grows with them. But if I've already paid the taxes when I did the Roth conversion, then, then I don't owe any taxes on all that appreciation. So, so we think about Roth conversions when we're looking for tax rates to go up or when we have assets that are going to go up a lot over time. And it's simply moving assets from an existing IRA or a 401k into a Roth, paying the, that's, a, that's a taxable distribution, so paying the taxes on that money now to take advantage of, of growth and, and better opportunities down the road. So as we get to the end of the year, obviously an opportunity to think about whether a Roth conversion makes sense for you in your situation. Roth conversions, I like to remind folks too, particularly if you're in a really high in, you know, sort of earning year, if you're in a high tax bracket this year, I think a lot of people talk about Roth conversions, but they're not necessarily right for everyone. And sometimes they may be right for you eventually, but not right now. You know, or in some years they may make sense, in other years they don't make sense. So really work with your tax advisors, work with your financial team on, is this the right year to do a Roth conversion and take advantage of that? Required minimum distributions from retirement accounts. This one may sound sort of obvious, but the SECURE Act of 2022 that was passed January of last year made a bunch of changes for individuals around RMD eligibility. So they made a bunch of changes around the exact year that you have to start taking those required minimum distributions. And they also made some changes 
for some kind of special use cases for, for different beneficiaries. And so I do think it's important that you make sure that you are taking distributions if you should be taking distributions. Currently, that's at age 73. So if you get to age 73, then you need to start taking distributions um, out of your um, 401k or your IRA. But that, that age is actually going to increase over time. So make sure that you work with someone on tax planning and thinking about, yes, it's 73 now, but in a few years, it's going to go up again. So make sure you're being thoughtful about the requirement of distributions that you have to take now, and then also what required, and also the impact of future required minimum distributions on your overall financial and tax plan as we get uh, down the road. So the next retirement account thing to think about is charitable giving directly from your IRA. So if you're already retired, if you're over age 70 and a half, your IRA is actually a great source of funds for charitable contributions. Uh, these are called qualified charitable distributions or QCDs. I mean, you just take the money out of your IRA and you give it directly to charity. So whoever you work with to manage your money, you'll just write a check directly from your IRA to an organization that you're passionate about that you want to support. So it's a great opportunity uh, to spread a little holiday generosity and to, to do some year-end giving to organizations that, that you're passionate about. And those QCDs count towards your requirement required minimum distribution. So if you've got large distributions coming out of an IRA or coming out of a 401k, giving some of that directly to charity is a great way to, to minimize the taxes that you would owe on that distribution. All right, the next category, this is something that I think a lot of folks forget about, but is really important, and that's simply managing your taxable income. So if you're a business owner or you're a 1099 employee, self-employed, if you have some ability to control what your actual income is, this is pretty straightforward, and it's a really effective strategy. You can look at your projected taxable income for 2023 and for 2024 and consider accelerating or deferring some of that income, either accelerate it into 2023 or defer it and, and not take it until 2024. And that's especially a good idea if your business income tends to be spiky, if it tends to be high in some years and low in others, you may be better off paying out a smooth tax rate over time than a really high tax rate if you jump through a tax bracket in one year and then a much lower rate in the next year. Also, if you're if you're on the border between the alternative minimum tax, AMT, and regular tax rates, it's also a good opportunity to, to think about, hey, can I you know either decrease or increase my income to, to get a better tax outcome? So maybe we should have done this one up front, but it is in the order that it's in. So everyone, if you're a business owner or if you know if you manage a partnership or something where you've got some control over your income, Think about managing the taxable income um, that's coming to you either this year or doing some things this year to maybe increase or decrease your income for 2024. The next topic here is smart strategies for company stock options and for company stock. If you can choose when to exercise options, 2023 may be a good year to exercise um, some of your stock options. You may have losses elsewhere, especially in your bond portfolio. We talked about that a little bit earlier. We've seen a lot of market volatility. So if you've got some realized losses that you've accrued, even if your total value of your portfolio is up throughout the year, if you've got some realized losses because of the volatility that happened throughout the year, you can use that to help offset some of the additional income that comes out of realizing those stock options. Also, if you've got ISOs or incentive stock options, now might be a good time to kick off that one-year holding period that is required to receive preferential capital gains tax treatment after you exercise your options. I know that's a mouthful, but if you have incentive stock options, which are not it's probably the minority of stock options holders, but it is, a, it is a, a category of stock options. If you hold them for a certain period of time, you get preferential capital gains tax treatment instead of income tax treatment. And if, you, if you've been listening to this show or, or following along, obviously capital gains tax rates are a lot lower than income tax rates. So we want to have capital gains taxes to the extent we can. And so think about exercising stock options as we get towards the end of the year, particularly if you have ISOs 
or, or, or if you've got losses in your portfolio that you can use to, to offset some of the gains from just regular non-qualified stock options. So if you've got stock options, a good idea to just revisit those at the end of the year and think about what you should do as you get into the end of the year. And the last topic I wanted to talk about is trust. As you get towards the end of the year, um, a lot of trusts have specific uh, requirements for paying out income, paying out capital gains, you know, making certain kinds of investment decisions, asset allocations, all those kinds of things. And so if, you've, if you are involved in managing a trust, it's a good opportunity as you get to the end of the year to just check and make sure that you've done all the things that you need to do. You know, and those are, those are all outlined in the trust document. So if you've got a trust, you can look at the trust document and it will tell you exactly what you've got to do every single year. But make sure you've done all of those things before we get to um, the end of the calendar year. So just to kind of wrap all of this up, tax time is now. It's not March of next year. So start thinking about tax planning, how you're going to do your tax prep and do your tax planning for 2023 in early 2024. Start thinking about that now in the fall. Um, and if you need professional guidance, you can certainly reach out to us. We'd be happy to, to help you. We can connect you with, with folks that we use to do tax prep and, and tax planning as well. But now is the time to get that professional support, not in, not in the, the height of tax season uh, in the spring when everyone is looking for a CPA and there aren't any around. And also now is the time to think through all the different categories of stuff that I laid out for year-end tax planning. Make sure that um, you've done everything that you uh, need to do uh, to minimize your tax bill for 2023. We work with our clients proactively on all this stuff. So all this stuff is things that we are thinking about on behalf of our clients every single year and, and thinking through, do they need to do this? Should they do this? Does it make sense um, you know, in each, each particular situation? And so if you don't have someone that's helping you with that, make sure that you at least take this list as a starting point. It's not exhaustive. It's not everything that you need to do for year-end planning, but it certainly is a good place to start thinking about things to tick off before the end of the year. So with that, this is our second show in, in November, and I hope everybody has a really fantastic Thanksgiving next week. And we will we'll do another episode or two here to close out the year, certainly have our, our forecast for 2024 coming up sometime in December. So we will talk to you soon.